Hello and welcome to Herb Podcast, a reflection on the best bits Herb Campus Bristol has to offer. I am your host, Dulcie Godfrey. Welcome back. It's been a while. I hope everyone had a very peaceful festive period, even within the hellscape we are currently living in. As we leave 2020 behind us, I thought I'd use this podcast to think about some new beginnings. And I grant you, it's February, it's slightly late for New Year's resolutions, and I don't know about you, but I've already broken all of mine. But it's also a new term, and it's actually my last term at university, so I'm looking to get my act together, which is better late than ever. So this episode, we're tackling all things productivity. It's also Valentine's Day, or around Valentine's Day, depending on when you listen to this. So the final segment of this episode is super fun and it's for a great cause, so please stay around and listen. But first, I wanted to talk about maybe my favourite ever Her Campus article. It's a huge deal for me. article on her campus and I immediately clicked it. It had the intriguing headline, Why Crocs are the Shoes of 2021. If any of you know me personally, Crocs are my one true love in life. My beloved friends got together and bought me a pair for my 20th birthday. They're bright yellow because they also know I love Spongebob and I wear them almost every day. It was the best gift I've ever received and probably will ever receive. And seemingly, other people are also very intrigued by this headline. Katie May's article was the most viewed on the website the week it was released. Unfortunately, Katie was unavailable, but because Crocs are so controversial, I enlisted the help of my flatmate and occasional co-host Tallulah to hash out some of the intricacies of Crocs. I'm just going to go run down and get another coffee. You do that. that Okay, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm just going to listen back to this and see how it sounds. She has returned. Thank you very much for coming and joining me in this really, really important discussion we're about to have. I'm sent you the articles, you know where where this is going. Um, And I want to start with, um, how do you feel about Crocs? What journey have you been on with Crocs? What's your overall opinion? So I remember once I had a pair of purple Crocs when I was about eight. And I was in Cornwall. And I think I vividly remember hating the texture of the rubber on my foot and let it float away in the sea. And I saw it sort of bobbing along. And it mattered not to me. And then they went out of fashion. So I thought, you know, I'm a leading contributor towards this, obviously. And then they came back into fashion. I was really against it. Really, really against it. Well, I was going to come to this. Why don't we just start with it? Nostalgia seems to be a big part for a lot of people. Like, I never wore Crocs as a child, but seemingly they were like a children's shoe. I don't know what the history of... Maybe I should Google this. Maybe I should become like a Croc connoisseur, like a historian. Um, But I don't actually know if they're like... They were always for children or it's just children... They're convenient for children because they're like virtually indestructible and they don't sink. Yeah, no, massively, because I was really disappointed when it didn't sink in the ocean. Sure. Let's talk about how you feel about them now. Do you think there's something you could wear now? (laughs) Because I wear them a lot and you know that we live (laughs) together. Um, How do do you feel about Crocs in in the style sense? I really like them now. Like, I really, really like them. Um... I'm kind of jealous because we got you your pair. Yes, you did. And I thought, absolutely, I'm going to get myself a lilac pair to go with my lilac outfit and I'm sure. just going to look, at, you know, the bomb. Well, it's good to know that you're in accordance because, as you said, you were one of the people who bought me my first pair of Crocs. So you started this. So basically you're at fault for this. Um, yes, I appreciate that. But I also want to say that there are different types of Crocs now. So I'm going to send you a picture on your phone okay. and I want you to look at it and give me your opinion so this is the first one it's going to come through now 
it's coming through. Oh gosh, yeah. how exciting. So I want you to give you just straight off opinions. You might know these exist or you might not. That is foul. Okay, so for the listeners at home, these are Croc Martins. So they're Croc Doc Martins. And I just would like to put out there, I'm not 100% sure they're real. However, I did see someone selling a pair on eBay. <laughs> so they actually might be real, but disputed. But how do you feel about those? I have an aversion to Crocs being adapted into other shoes. I think it's absolutely unnecessary. Crocs within their own right are Crocs. So why? Why do you need to ruin a good thing? Okay? Mm-hmm. It's the top of a Doc Martin boot. Lovely leather, gorgeous. We've got all pleather, if you will. We've got some laces going down and then and then your eye is um what's the word? I think stabbed with the sight <laughs> of the tip of the crop. Also, the beauty about a Doc Martin is that they're stomping, and you you know that there's going to be a rubbery sound as you walk. Like that, <laughs> that's how. That is that's really well cool. as a Croc wearer and a Doc Martin wearer. It's quite a confusing mix, and they're controversial. I'll give you that. I don't mind them actually. I have to say they are quite like they're weirdly intriguing to me. I think that's what Crocs that's are. They're sort of they're sort of so ugly they're fascinating and that's what it kind of gives to me so I'm, I'm that's interesting that you say that but i'll put these on instagram and people can have make their own opinions okay here's the number two now i want you to guess what price the next shoe i'm about to show you goes for okay how much are these shoes so for the listeners at home there are bright pink croc and they have a wedge about maybe 10 centimeters large so it's a, it's more of a it's a, called a croc heel but i think i would call it more of a croc wedge it's like a big platform with a pink croc on top Imagine an 80s wedge, yeah. it's an 80s wedge. How, so much, how much would these be okay. i want to say like 120 120 okay i can tell you now that these retail for 500 pounds 499 pounds these retail for am i allowed to swear yes you're allowed to swear what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, they're they're like hugely expensive, super fashionable, and I'm gonna send you another. I'm gonna send you another picture of a very expensive pair of Crocs, and I want you to guess which designer brand retailed these Crocs or um or showed these Crocs at a fashion week very famously. So these this next pair of heels is a Croc stiletto. It's again bright pink and it has a sort of plastic bottom bit and then a plastic heel but the rest of it is rubber croc pink again so which fashion which highbrow fashion brand retail these is it um Balenciaga it is Balenciaga oh my god how did you guess the article oh shit oh shit okay well fuck i shouldn't have sent it to you never mind it is Balenciaga. you're so talented yeah i don't i i didn't expect that i kind of expected someone like um maybe gucci no i thought gucci because gucci's whole thing is like ugly fashion isn't it kind of but the thing is with Alexander McQueen is it is very monstrous and almost like you're tiptoeing on the line of death. That is what I would see in my dreams, ready to kill me. Like I'd be Nightmare. stabbed in the head. Stabbed by a croc heel. But those, <laughs> those, those are like, to me, like unbelievable shoes. Like they are firstly far way out of my budget. But secondly, like incredible. Maybe we should wear them to graduation. Maybe that I can like, I can start saving now. And by the time I graduate, we could both wear croc heels to graduation. <laughs> I just want to know who's been saying that these are fashionable though like it looks like a bad work sort of welding job has been done on this hill firstly because it looks like melted plastic and rubber that's (laughs) probably what it is (laughs) foul I'm sorry and also it's got a bit of a platform on it as well no one needs a platform fucking wedge with a croc on it 
Okay, so with this animosity you have towards these pairs of shoes, <laughs> I want you to think, why do you think people don't like Crocs? And they haven't seen the light yet. Why do you think people still find Crocs very strange? I think there is something quite... Um, that One can have an aversion towards it. I don't know if it's because they're trying to emulate an animal, you know, with a crocodile and they've got the holes in it, which, you know, practicality-wise, amazing, because breathable, wet, can dry off rather quickly... No sweaty feet here, darling. But also at the same time, why do they look like that? You know? Yeah. I do what you mean. I'm angry about it kind of sometimes. Yeah. What is the purpose of the holes all the time? The remedy to that is the fur-lined ones. Maybe you should invest in a pair of purple (laughs) fur-lined crocs. They're very comfy, I've heard. There's fur inside them. Yeah. They're like furry crocs. That's foul. I know. That's incredible. That's the that's the greatness of it. Can we talk about the widgets though? Okay, let's talk about giblets. No, gibbets. I always say it wrong. <laughs> I'm gonna spell it out for everyone. Okay, they are Giblets. They are J I B B I T Z. That's gibbets. Gibbets. So as I've said already, my crocs are yellow and they're SpongeBob themed. I don't have any SpongeBob gibbets yet, but I think that's my next step. It's an opportunity to show some originality. So if you were to have a purple croc, what gibbets would you have? I think I'd get like um, lightning bolts and clouds all over them. That's so cool. Colour theme. That's yeah, really cool. cool You're so cool. Well, you can have like bottle opener ones. I think, you know what they... Well, they actually open bottles. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like an attachment. You can have practical things. I think it's quite like an opportunity for creativity. I once saw someone try to climb down a six-mile gorge in Crocs. Which I don't think I would recommend at all. Because it was like boiling hot and then she kept getting stones in them. So I think crocs are for specific activities like taking out the bins and walking around your disgusting student kitchen. Or maybe like a walk down the road. But I don't think walking, doing like, you know, physical activity is the way to go forward with that. What happens when you start rollerblading and you want to wear your crocs and rollerblade at the same time? I think we can make that work. I think there's a way to make that work. And if there isn't, Now's the time. We can start that. We can make millions. We can retail them for five hundred pounds. Well, yes, I, think we could. I think we could. It's a business venture. We've taken it already. No one can steal that. I do like them as much as I've been viscerally horrible about them in this podcast. I am a massive advocate for them, so please don't hate me if you have the crocs. Well, there you go. If you have any adverse opinions, please do talk to us on Instagram. Um, and thank you so much to Tallulah for being really cool and really fun. And then Thanks for having me. Thanks. Like many people, I'm sure, I'm already struggling to be productive this term. I think we're on week three at this point. Every day is the same. There's nothing particularly exciting to look forward to in the evenings or the weekends. A cosy movie night in is quickly becoming an every night occurrence and it's losing its charm. Even my daily exercise is becoming incredibly monotonous. So I turned to the writers at her campus Bristol for some inspiration and advice. I've always found the sort of advice columns with this sort of thing really useful. Nina Clark gives great tips and tricks for creating a good work environment. And one of her tips was only using your desk as a space to work, which is something I'm such a victim of. Before I even realise what I'm doing, I've got my phone in my hand and I'm on Twitter. Um, And I don't think I even want to go on Twitter or on my phone but I'm desperate to be distracted by something and my phone just happens to be within reach. So I've started keeping it on the other side of the room and I found that really helps. Along the same lines, Evelyn Heiss gives her own tips on productivity and my favourite of which is creating a positive morning and getting out of bed 
Um, and these are all things we've been told to do forever. But once I got into the routine of getting out of bed and spending 30 minutes on something that isn't my phone or isn't even work, it just makes my day 100% more productive because I've got that 30 minutes of just some me time. And just some of my own input here, I'm a big advocate of if you are not a morning person and you don't work in the mornings, don't get up early just because you think you should because that's what people have always told you. If you work well in the evenings, spend time in the evenings doing that. I think this is a perfect opportunity to really to find the best time of the day to do what you need to do. And if that is a bit later in the day or in the evenings, that's absolutely fine. But as useful as all these things were, I realised that wasn't actually the root of my problem. What's making my productivity difficult is the world around me. It seems very strange to write an essay or to read an article when around me it seems like the world is ending. So Megan Bryant's article, How to Stay Informed Without Driving Yourself Into a Pit of Despair, was actually one that helped the most and I thought the headline was great. One of the tips was 15 minutes is all it takes, so no longer do I have that excuse to stare endlessly at the news cycle. I just take 15 minutes to stay informed every day and then move on. Also, among other things, was to read something positive with everything else. So I started looking at the Good News Network and found some really nice stories. One story that I found that really uplifted me was that a struggling Thai fisherman found a pearl on the beach and it changed his life. And it was worth £320,000, which, you know, I thought that was really nice. So, good luck everyone with anything you have to do. Please stay afloat. And most importantly, good luck to me, because I'm really going to need it. It's for the way you look at me. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody, or happy near Valentine's Day. Appreciate this won't be released on Valentine's Day, but it's Valentine's Day as I record it. And it may be a surprise to many of you to hear that I am, in fact, single. Shocker, I know. And I'm actually very happy being single. But dating and even just meeting people has certainly changed during coronavirus. So her campus's Galentine's speed dating was very intriguing to me. It promised a night to meet some new guys, gals or non-binary pals and have a chat with some fun question prompts. And if that doesn't sound wholesome enough already, all the proceeds go to Copperfield, a breast cancer awareness charity. So if you need it, take this as a reminder to check your boobs. Do it now. It's so important. So I thought I'd give this event a go and I was actually very excited. Okay, so the big question is, have I done this right? It says it's finding me a match, and I'm getting these flashing letters, C, Y. Very exciting. We'll find out what's going on. This kind of feels like sort of on-the-go online dating, like I'm going to have a match on Tinder, but it's going to be, someone's going to pop up on my screen. I'm very excited. I also have a glass of wine. Um, it is a Monday night, but I'm taking the liberties. I thought it was a special event. But now I've become slightly self-conscious of my wine, but it should be fine. It's going to be fine. Oh, my cat's joined me. Hello. Can you come join in? So, in typical Dulcie fashion, I immediately started to panic and overthink. We were using this platform which matched you with other people in the group, and you had three minutes to you do some icebreakers and say hello. And it actually, as fast-paced and frantic as it was, I had a really good time. Accept. Okay, I've got to accept it. It's grace. God, this is stressful. I'm so stressed. I'm also quite intrigued. Okay, it's going fine. It's going fine. 
and this was not without some technical difficulties. Hello, can you hear me? I can't see you. Share profile, supposed to be. What is going on? Hello? There she is! And when I did manage to make it work, the icebreakers were super useful. If a movie was made of your life, what genre would it be and who would play you? It would be a comedy, a tragic comedy, <laughs> and I think someone, someone ginger like Emma Stone. What about you? Uh, what would mine be? I'm going to say comedy because not many other things have happened <laughs> so far in the short 21 years. I don't know. I get told I look like um, Alice in Wonderland from Tim Burton's. Uh, uh, yeah. or, sure. Like, awesome. it. You know, the child girl. I'm like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> I was eventually faced with some technical difficulties and had to leave slightly early. But I enjoyed over half an hour of meeting some really, really cool people, both from her campus and Copperfield and from outside. And it was a great way to spend a Monday night and all the money raised from the tickets goes to charity. So it's super important. And again, I'd just like to reiterate, if you have boobs, please, please check them. And I've been informed by Copperfield that you can text UBTBRS to 7500 and get a free monthly text reminder to check your boobs. That is UBTBRS 7500 for a free monthly reminding text to check your boobs. It's super important to know what normal is, so if you can notice any changes. And I'll put this all on Instagram if you forget. So thank you so much to Her Campus and to Copperfield for organising the event. you so so much for listening if you want to talk about anything we said on the podcast you can find us on instagram at her podcast bristol or you can email me that will be in the show notes below all the articles and all the organizations mentioned will be in the show notes a big thanks to Tallulah white for being my fabulous co-host as always if you enjoyed this episode please pass it on to a friend or someone you think that would like it and please like and subscribe on itunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast until next time thank you so much